You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank call. Prank call. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. The phone number here. Is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. It doesn't look like we have any new callers. So we're just going to, uh, you know, get started, I guess. I mean, if that's what you want, then I guess that's what we'll do. Let me uh, turn this up a little bit because it's always quiet when I start. And then I got to crank it. And then I, I always envision you guys are in your car like, oh, I can't hear it. And then you crank it up and then I turn it up and then I blast your ears. Just give me a second to get the audio right before you just... St- crank it way up i'm just i'm just saying man because i never know if they're coming in hot with the loud stuff or if they're going to be kind of sitting in their back seat talking into their phone on the dash i don't know i don't know what you guys do with your life hey ryan it's jimmy uh, hey. i have a little bit of a rant um, nice Let's do it. i don't know if you ever pick up on like certain phrases or words that are just like use some big words here but sorry dog is hey Ah, Oops. Sorry, Oops. dog. Getting attacked background. by a dog. Uh, anyway, uh, it is kind of uh, uh, ubiquitous in, in the colloquialism oh, yeah. that are going around. Total uh, ubiquitous You know, every now and again, just something takes over in the zeitgeist, and everybody's <laughs> saying it. And the thing that everybody zeitgeist is saying for sure. right now, and I just heard you say, and I'm not, not, not upset. I'm not upset with you. I'm just, because you don't know. You know, we, uh, what do you yeah, know? What do I know? You're I'm just talking. But you happen person. to hit on the thing which is bullish and bearish i've heard it so oh, yeah. many times so many podcasts and in the last like four days everybody's bullish on something bearish on something it is- to be fair i i do know what you're saying and i i have always been sort of that old fogey that when new words come in i can't handle it like you are so freaking stupid let me let me give you an example my wife and i um for whatever reason have been on so we're watching Thousand Pound Sisters, but we got all caught up on that stupid show, waiting for them to finish filming and, and pop that bad boy out again. Um, and so we we actually started watching a dating show, which you've never done before. It was uh, Farmer Wants a Wife. Stupid. It's not the normal filth that you get on dating shows. Um, it's still stupid, but, you know, whatever. It's not just trashy, immature, 13-year-old, I mean, not literally, but that's how they act. 13-year-olds um, acting stupid. But anyways, one of the things I notice, and it's on multiple shows, it doesn't even matter what the show is, the phrase that they keep saying, and every time they say it, I throw a fit, is my person. My person. I'm looking for my person. Shut up with my person, you idiot. And, and what really annoys me, like when young people say stuff, it's like, you know, 
I went through that, you know, I, I think like sweet, like that, that was like our generation. We kind of came up with like sweet, you know, I remember my grandma saying it and being like, grandma, like, come on, don't say sweet. All right. That's, that's a us thing. You know, just, I mean, random stuff. I don't even know things that have become common now that kind of started with us that were stupid when we said it. And some of them are dead now that we probably don't even say anymore. But when I hear people my age, you know what I mean? Like 35 year olds saying, I'm looking for my person. Like, dude, let the kids have their own thing. You're old now. Don't say young people stuff. Okay? Don't do that. You sound stupid. You look stupid. I mean, they look and sound stupid, but their kids are supposed to be stupid. You're old and lame, okay? Nobody likes you anymore, except us over here, the old people. You know, the millennials who are now like old parents and so like, I'm sorry. Millennial doesn't mean like stupid little kid anymore. It means like old person with kids in a career. So don't say stupid crap like my person. I'm just looking for my person. No, you're not looking for your person. You're old and lonely and sad and probably drunk. And, and, and like you said, it, it's like I never heard that before. And now I can't stop hearing people say it. Now, as far as bullish and bearish, I very rarely say it, but it, it just works, you know? Like, I guess you could say I'm high on and I'm low on, but it's not like a new thing that came along. It's a, it's a stock trading term, you know? That's why there's the big bull in Wall Street. So, I mean, this, this is a thing that goes back, I don't even know. Let's look into it for a second. I'm not saying you can't be mad at it. And like I said, I don't usually say it because I forget which one's which. And, and you're right. It is kind of an overused, like, look how smart I am. I say bullish and bearish. <laughs> I just looked it up. It comes from the fur trading days. Long ago, goods and services were exchanged for other goods and services. Uh, investors who sold bear skins they did not yet own were called bears because they expected a price decline. Bull traders were considered the opposite of bears. They brought assets with the expectation that prices would rise. So, like, what, this is before currency? <laughs> See if I can get someone to put a year on it. Yeah, somebody else has a different idea. I don't know. It's, it's from a long time ago. Oh, this says, uh, according to Merriam-Webster, etymology points to a proverb warning that it is not wise to sell the bearskins before one has caught the bear. By the 18th century, the term bearskin was being used in the phrase to sell or buy the bearskin, and in the name of bearskin jobber. <laughs> jobber. That's a good word right there. Referring to one selling bearskin. Okay. Over time, the name bearskin jobber was shortened to just bear, and the definition was expanded to include the financial markets. One of the earliest references of the term came in 1709. There you go. There's the year we're running with, 1709. Anyways, sorry, please continue. This is driving me nuts. So I was wondering if you ever hear or have had any... Oh my God, I keep hearing the same phrase. Yes. Bananas. That was another one that just took over. Like it was fun. You know, it's fun for a minute when everybody's like, oh my God, it was bananas. But then like everybody heard. I feel like you woke up from a coma, but it wasn't bananas like a thing from like a long time. Like there was that song, B-A-N-A-N-A-S. You know what I mean? And that's not like where it originated from. But I mean, I feel like that's not a thing people say anymore. But maybe you just remember that as a horrible experience back in the day. I don't know. I don't remember that being like a big thing. Like, I don't remember people saying, dude, that's bananas. Maybe it was more of a girl thing. I don't f feel like me and my guy friends were like, this is bananas. I don't think that happened. Wednesday, I'm like, oh, that's fun. And then everybody's like, I'm going to say that fun word, bananas. And now, you know, like, evolved into bonkers for a little bit. And yeah. uh, anyway, I just, uh, driving me nuts. And I'm wondering if you can relate. Uh, anyway, Jimmy out. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of examples. Um, 
I know, I know uh, Gen Z has got some that are, again, they, they, they've got their whole lingo, and the whole thing is obviously very, very stupid. And again, I accept that every generation has got to come up with their fake words. It's like a, it's like a thing you got to do. I don't know why that's a thing. It's like teenagers trying to find their identity by, it's like rebelling against the system by making up words. I have no idea. I'm sure there's a science out there somewhere that can explain why every generation has to come up with their own words. And then there's probably also a scientific reason why I hate all of them. I think one of the reasons, and maybe this is you too, it sounds like you're upset that everybody starts saying it. I hate this whole sheep mentality. It feels so pathetic to me to see everybody doing something and saying, ooh, I need to do that. Why? Why don't you just do what you want to do? Why are you doing things because everybody else is doing things even though there's, there's no reason for you to do it? Again, like when you hear a 40-year-old guy, there's one person that comes to mind. I'm not going to say the person's name, but it's a person in our sphere that seems to always want to do that. Always want to jump on the stuff. And it just sounds awful. Like, ugh, what are you doing? Just be an old man. Just makes me think of like those 40-year-old moms who want to hang out with their teenage daughters. Like, hey girls, what are we doing today? We're going out like we're going to be crazy. Like, lady... Leave your kids alone, okay? They don't like you. You're old and gross and weird. But, like, I mean, wh the one that came out that's becoming more common parlance, and some, some of these, like, just stay embedded, but, like, bet. That's, that's been, like, I don't know, five years now or something. But when I first heard bet, I was like, oh, no, that's not going to be a thing. I'm sorry. That's stupid. And I never have and probably never will say bet. I mean, you know, like, actually, aside from mocking it or describing it, or sus. Sus isn't terrible, because I kind of get it. Some of these don't make any sense. Like, bet doesn't make any sense. Stupid. Sus at least kind of makes sense. It's just like a shortened, shortened word version of suspicious. Which is not a stupid word. It's actually a pretty... I'm not going to say it. It's stupid. But I can at least... I can, I can understand that one. So, yeah. I definitely know where you're coming from. I don't like when people... It just, it just has this feeling of, look at me. I'm like super hip now. It's like, you are the lamest human being on planet Earth. But I've always been that way. You know, there would be like fashion trends and everybody would do it. And I would just think, you are so dumb. Like, remember when all the guys used to have like that thing with their hair where they'd put gel just in the front and they would like spike the front. And then they all wore like pink polos. And then they would pop the collar on their polos and wear like hemp bracelets. And I'm just sitting here watching all this stuff happen. And I'm like, you're an idiot. Like you saw some other dude wearing a pink shirt with a popped collar and spiked the front of his hair, something about Mary style, and you thought, I need to do that too. Do you have your own life to live? Or is your whole life like, ooh, I want to do what everybody else does. Please tell me what to do every day. What words should I say? What clothes should I wear? What shows should I watch? I want to be in the cool club too. It's like, oh, God, so... Like, that's, that's how you're going to live your life? Doing what everybody else tells you to do all the time? That sucks. Just do whatever you want. Don't worry about other people. People are stupid. They say stupid things. They watch stupid things. They wear stupid things. You know how I know? Because fashion changes like every five seconds. And you know what's going to happen? You're going to look at pictures of yourself five years from now and go, why did I do that? Because you're stupid. Just go do something that you want to do. And don't worry about what other people are doing. Okay? Try it. Hey, man. It's Jimmy again. Hey. Uh, you know, I hear you being confused, and, and I want to echo that confusion. Okay. Um, it's you. just weird how people's memories are fallible, 
everybody is pretending that this is the first time in 30 years we've had a question at quarterback and had to wonder what's going to happen next season. It is the first time in a while we've had to wonder that, but it's not the first time in 30 years. How does nobody remember that when Rodgers came in, nobody knew he was going to be Aaron Rodgers? He was in exactly the same position that Jordan Love is in now, and we were all in exactly the same position of, like, how can there possibly be two in a row? That doesn't make statistical sense. Well, right. We we had the exact same discussion, and the majority, or at least 50% of the fan base, I was one of them, yes, I'm going to brag about it, supported Rodgers and said, you know what, he actually looked kind of good. And, and, and if we had social media, oh, he looked good at one game. Dallas, ooh, one game. Wow, yeah, he's going to be so good. It would be the exact same thing all over again. And by the way, this ties in perfectly to the last call because you know what this is? This is, this is sheep mentality. They're saying it because everybody else is saying it. This is why I've been having so many arguments with people about DJ Moore. Because despite the fact that DJ Moore has never been praised as one of the top wide receivers, he has been this year. And so everybody, including a bunch of Packer fans, are like, why, why would you say that? How could you say that? Dude, you don't even know who DJ Moore was until he came to Chicago. Nobody gave a crap about DJ Moore. He was a good, not great wide receiver. If you're looking at PFF grades, we're talking about like Jacoby Myers, Devontae Parker, you know, Christian Kirk, you know, um, I mean, some other guys who had bad years were down there, like Debo Samuel. Not a bad year, but not as good. But if I say Debo, like, oh, yeah, Debo's so good. Yeah, it's because you don't know. But, I mean, DJ Moore has always been kind of good. But now, if you even suggest, which has caused people to lose their minds over the last several 48 hours, that Christian Watson might be better than DJ Moore, it's not settled they have lost their minds. And again, including Packer fans and everybody else. Why? Because the national media has told them that DJ Moore is a top 20, top 15 guy. And for whatever reason, we got off the Christian Watson hype train. There was a time last year when even the national media said, this guy is a superstar. He's a superstar. And now that Rodgers left, everybody in Green Bay sucks. Jordan Love sucks. Christian Watson sucks. I, I just saw, so, so literally, the, one of the things I played for you, or will play for you, I don't know when the podcast is coming out, um, with the, the Ringer podcast was, well, Christian Watson's going to regress because Aaron Rodgers is gone. I saw a PFF article that said the offensive line dropped eight points or eight spots on their ranking because Aaron Rodgers left. So everything is going to be worse because Aaron Rodgers left. Every one of our receivers, our running backs, our offensive line, the entire offense, the, I'm sure the coaching staff and play calling is going to be worse. Everything is expected to be bad. And if you even suggest, like, I don't know, Watson was pretty good last year, and based on most metrics, he was a better wide receiver than DJ Moore. Oh, how freaking dare you? This is all just brainwashed nonsense. Again, I'm coming into this saying I have no idea at the end of their careers who we're going to look back and say ended up or as or was the better wide receiver. But I'm saying as a rookie, Christian Watson came in and outperformed DJ Moore. The only category, really, that he didn't outperform him was yards and barely. Christian Watson played half a season and nearly had as many yards as DJ Moore did. But, like you said, it's, it's, there, there is just this collective brainwashing that goes on. And, and, and again, I think it's a lot worse now than it used to be. It, it seems like today, you can have a narrative come out, and then as soon as 
everybody kind of agrees that that's the narrative, then everybody just, boom, forgets. And, and I don't think they forget. I think there's just this expected, like, this is what we believe now. You need to get on the train or we are all coming after you. It's kind of scary. You're going against the orthodoxy. How dare you? You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry. I thought, like, thinking was kind of a good thing or no? Okay. Well, wait. Here we are again. And there is no reason, obviously, to know or love can't be the next guy, as you said. And there's no reason to believe he will be the next guy. Right. But there's also no reason to uh, come in with all this negativity and doubt. Like, right. you know, Rogers turned into Rogers. He had the same pedigree, basically, almost identically as Jordan Love does. So remember, everybody, turn your heads back a little bit. Remember what it was when Rodgers came in and we're like, oh, pretty good in that Dallas game. Let's see what happens. Or some of us are like, there'll never be another Favre. You know, look how that turned out. Just pump the brakes, take a moment, and let's give this Jordan Love first-round pick who's been sitting there learning a chance to play some football. These people who know him best seem pretty excited about it. Go Pat, go. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of different people who do a lot of different things for a lot of different reasons. I, I can't fully explain it. I, I think a lot of it is fear. Um, there, there are certain people who kind of the way that they operate is to be pessimists because they figure if I'm wrong then the Packers are awesome and I'm happy. And if I'm right, then I get to parade around as the guy who was right. So it's win-win. And that's how they live their life. And so they spend their, all their time being negative. They hate every draft pick. They hate our coaching staff. They hate our GM. Everything's awful. Everything's terrible. And then when they're proved wrong, the only thing they need is for us to not win the Super Bowl, and they'll just say that they were right about everything. Because if, if we were good, then we would have won the Super Bowl, because obviously that's how that works. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't understand people. You know, and, and if you think about it, and, and the reason I like to say this is because it's always like the big macho tough guys that act like this, but really what it is is emotional insecurity. Like the, the thought of being bad scares them and upsets them so much that they have to structure their life in such a way and they're so angry all the time. And it's like, dude, this is how emotionally fragile you are. <laughs> think about that. Like y- you you have allowed this to damage you so emotionally that's not a strength you know acting like a tough guy because you hate everybody which i don't know why that would have anything to do with toughness all, all you're doing is just showing your insecurity again you can say i would have gone in this direction but but we'll see i generally don't believe with this sort of building philosophy which of course none of them say that they don't have a building philosophy they just have let's just throw crap at the wall give me all the fun stuff Oh, you didn't do that. You didn't get Odell. You didn't da 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 I mean, I don't know. The whole thing is just so... It's getting tiring dealing with people who just, you know, they operate on a different plane. I guess there's nothing wrong with making fun of them because none of them listen to this show. There might be a couple that accidentally come along and then I hurt their feelings and then they leave me a one-star review and then they leave. By the way, please feel free to leave me a five-star review. It would be greatly appreciated. If you wouldn't mind, somewhere in that review putting the word... Uh, what was the word? Anyways, with a with an S or a Z would be perfectly fine. Thank you so much. But I, I guess we just have to realize that there are some... People experience football differently. And I think a lot of the angry people are the casuals. 
Because if you really take the time to like look into the data, if you take the time into looking to team building philosophy and all these different things, you're not going to come to the conclusion of let's just sign every big name free agent and that's going to be great. That's, that's casual BS. Nobody looks out at the NFL and says, man, all these big billionaire owners who've never won a freaking anything in the last 40 years, those guys, they know what they're doing. These guys know how to run a team. The Packers, no idea how to run a team. I mean, sustained success for 30 years, sure, but I'm just going to say that was all of the quarterbacks and had nothing to do with all these other elite players we've had over that exact same time span. I don't know, man. What I do know is we, we just need football back. Just need football back. And I, and I don't think that's necessarily going to fix anything because I expect the Packers are going to struggle, which means Bear fans are going to be more insufferable. Negative Packers fans are going to be even more insufferable. The Jets are going to go, oh, the Jets are probably going to lose their first game. They better lose that first game. And if they, if they beat the Bills and the Bears beat the Packers, I, I, we're going to have to take a break. Because the negative Packer fans, the, the Jet Favre fans, I'm just going to keep calling them the Jet Favre fans because they're the same fans. Although they'll all convince you, oh no, I definitely wanted Rodgers. You're so full of crap. You're the same freaking guy with the same mentality. No way the way you think translates to, oh yeah, we need to move on from the Hall of Famer and put in this unknown commodity. You're so full of crap. But man, the Jet Favre folks are going to be just the worst people to deal with. They're going to be laughing at our own quarterback. They're, they're going to be worse than Bears fans. And Bears fans are going to be rough. It's just one week. It doesn't mean anything, but it is going to be the worst absolute worst week. I'm going to have four downloads on this podcast because nobody is going to want to talk about it. Oh, we need football, but I'm scared of football. Let's just leave it at that. Jersey Mike, get me out of this downward spiral, man. Hey, it's Jersey Mike. What up? Uh, so I'm just listening to Packing That Ass Dog and right. uh, Sleeveless Hoodie Guy. Yeah. Um, forget his name. But I, I got I to gotta say this. Uh-oh, so, Jersey Mike's a sleeveless it, it is, hoodie guy. I'm, I'm in a little bit of a disagreement. I like I kind of understand where you're coming from, Ryan, when you say, you know, he's, he's more stylish and whatnot, right? But here's what I'm thinking. I think your, your girl loves your arms. Oh, there you go. Right? My my wife, she, she tells me all the time she likes when I wear tank tops and whatnot because she loves looking at my arms. Or... Number two is she said, I like arms, so go build some. That, that's the only two things I can think of. But anyway, let's go back up. So she either loves your arms or wishes that she loved your arms. And she wants you to be able to see the shame that is your arms. Could be. Yeah, that works. Hey, this is Jersey Mike. Hey, man. So uh, I'm, I'm thinking, and I, I just. I just thought of something, yeah. and it's, it's kind of, I don't know, I want to get your thoughts on it. Makes sense. Um, so so here, here's the deal. Me and my dad are going to the Houston Texans uh, versus uh, Colts game down here in Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad is a huge Colts fan. So I told him, yeah, I'd go to a game with him, of course. Why wouldn't I? So we're going, and I just realized, isn't, isn't that... CJ Stroud versus Anthony Richardson. Dang. I'm pretty positive it is. Um, I was just going to say, those tickets are basically going to be free because nobody's going to watch that crap show. But now that you mention it, that actually might be, uh, that might be a, a big ordeal. Is this not possibly one of the better matchups for yeah. this rookie class this season? Yeah, I think so. Honestly. I, I'm just, I'm super excited. I'm looking forward to this because 
there's two things. Anthony Richardson, I think, looks a little bit better than Justin Fields. Um, so that makes me happy because I hate the Bears. But he, he looks just a little bit better. He looks like he can actually throw the football. That's actually a really good point because I've always said Anthony Richardson is a bigger, more athletic version of Fields, which is kind of crazy because Fields is already up in the one of the better rushing quarterbacks we've ever seen camp. And Anthony Richardson maybe is a worse thrower, which is almost impossible. But I'll tell you this, now that you mention it, as the resident Fields hater here, which is unfair, not as a person. I'm sure he's a great dude. I hope him, I wish him happiness in his life, just not on the football field. Um, <clears throat> if Anthony Richardson could come in, I actually really want him to be good now. Do we play the Colts? If we do, I want him to suck, but it doesn't matter. Because if he can come in and and steal all the limelight away from Fields by being the guy that Bears fans and everybody else thought and wanted Fields to be, because he's getting so much hype. Because somebody, everybody in the national media wants there to be a Fields or a Lamar, right? Fields took all the thunder basically away from Lamar. Lamar was that dude. And now Lamar is like, you know, there's still a lot of hype about Lamar, but there's just kind of like, uh, I don't really know him, it's... He's good and all, but it's it's not what we were hoping for kind of thing. But they're always looking for that new, young, fast, mobile quarterback that's a really good quarterback that's just going to take over the league. And and the NFL is looking for that, too. And I've even said, as soon as, you know, when a team finds that guy, they're going to have the best quarterback in football. There was just a podcast on, uh, actually, I'm going to play you a clip of this. Not today, but one of these days. Because they absolutely dunked on fields and actually said exactly what i'm i'm the only person on planet earth that has said this until i heard it on this this podcast but the the point of it was how unbelievably incredibly important mobility in a quarterback is which makes me look back to jordan love and think that they may utilize that more and it's not necessarily justin fields mobility it's all like daniel jones mobility is incredibly important but anyways everybody's just waiting for this they want it so bad and, and they're just hoping that justin fields takes that step and i understand that it's not necessarily meant to be pro bears so i shouldn't take it so personally but i do because i don't like the bears and i don't like that the entire world is rooting for justin fields to be this thing that everybody wants to exist if justin can get off to a slow start and anthony richardson can show some progress everybody's going to forget about justin fields so fast or i tell you what if cj stroud can do it although he's not that much of a mobile guy i don't believe or even bryce young i mean bryce young anthony richardson and bryce young are different right bryce young is that just electrifying mobile quarterback that's that's a good passer but maybe not quite as as mobile he's more of a uh, the heck is his name in arizona mr uh call of duty kyler murray so anthony richardson man if, if he can just be a little better than fields that would be amazing i want him to have more who, who do they play week one man I, I want the packers defense to just shut down the bears so bad so they start off with the jaguars oh and then the texans dang so there you go week two that is going to be a big one. Like, if it was at the end of the season, I would say maybe it's not going to be that big of a deal if he just sucks. There's also a possibility that that's kind of a breakout game because the Texans are trash. And the Colts are a little bit trash, too, I think. But, like, especially defensively, Anthony Richardson could have himself a day against the Texans. So, yeah, I think I just became a big Anthony Richardson fan for that reason. I just want all the eyes away from Chicago. I want all this hype to stop. This He's going to make a big leap in year three. It's year two in the scheme. He's got a wide receiver. They fix their offensive line. Blah, 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 blah. Like, I just, I need it to stop. So, yeah, I hope that is a fantastic game. I think you said your dad is a Colts fan. I hope he has a great day. I hope your dad is a happy happy fan who gets to witness a a uh, I don't want to say great quarterback because I don't need another team that's just like we got to try to get toward but you know if he could just be solid you know 
be happy for him. You just be good over there, and we don't have to ever see worry about seeing you in the Super Bowl. But you know, you're a playoff team and all that. That's fine. Yeah. And 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 there's multiple. I mean, Jordan Love is another one, but I don't think Jordan Love is ever going to get that level of hype. I don't know why. They just don't care about Jordan Love. I don't know if maybe things don't pan out if we draft a different guy, if he'll be hated too because he's not Aaron Rodgers. Maybe if we just go get this ridiculous mobile guy or Caleb Williams. I don't know. But even then, they'd probably be like, I don't know. Malafleur is a trash coach. He's going to be wasted with no weapons and no wide... Like, I just I feel like we're never going to get any love. But, um, but if someone else could just steal the limelight, that would just be fantastic. Literally anybody. Lamar should just take it back, you know? He's got this whole new offensive thing. They're going to be passing more. But if he can run for billion yards and start passing better and stuff good good on you bro go get the afc take it away from the chiefs screw those guys i'm sick of them come on lamar you're that dude not freaking i am him that's another one him he is him that's stupid it doesn't even mean anything and it's a borderline exclusively a bears thing which makes it even dumber almost as dumb as carry the g but eh, whatever anyways please continue sorry man can he run yeah. he's got that running back stuff but like he looks like he can actually throw the ball and that's that's why you know separate where I like uh, really like Jalen Hurts. Um, but so Anthony Richardson, I feel like his problem is going to be learning all the timing, learning all the nitty gritty stuff, the, the stuff that we got really need to have Rodgers and now Love sit behind quarterback to to learn that. TJ Stroud, who I think has all of it, he just never really put it all on the field until. And we all saw it was the ship game. Oh man, he just he he took off. Light lights out, TJ. I'm thinking I'm thinking this is the best quarterback matchup. Yeah, it's gonna be good for the NFL uh, this season coming up. Like, yeah, we're gonna have love. We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna see him against a bunch of guys. But I really think that these two quarterbacks are really gonna signify the next step in in where the NFL is. You know, direction is kind of headed. And guys like, especially CJ Stroud, I really like CJ Stroud. But anyway, awesome. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, I, the Colts are such a weird team. You know, everybody's been big on the whole, like, well, if the Denver Broncos could just find a quarterback, then they're going to be a great team. My team has been the Colts this whole time. But they have just inexplicably been falling apart at the seams, and they haven't been able to find a quarterback. But I feel like Richardson could be in a very good spot. There was a time not too long ago that the Colts had the best offensive line of football, and it wasn't close. And I don't know what happened. Quentin Nelson is another one that everybody just got, you know, uh, brainwashed in. He took a big step back in 2021. Nobody knew it. He was still, even PFF, I think, was like, oh, yeah, he's one of the top guards. It's like, dude, your own metrics to say that's not true. And then in 2022, it was bad again, and now nobody talks about Quentin Nelson. But why? What the heck happened? In his first three years, he ranked as the third best guard, the second best guard, and the third best guard. Then he dropped to 26th and 20th. 81, 91, 86, and then 69, 68 were his grades. What happened? I, whatever it is, I'm hoping they can figure it out. I mean, for the sake of Richardson being good. Bernard Raymond came in, was their left tackle last year, third-round pick. He actually was very good. Um, Ryan Kelly, their center, has been good at times, not recently. Again, I don't know what the heck is the problem there. Braden Smith, they've got at right tackle. Dude is phenomenal. So the only question mark is right guard. Then you look at the wide receiver, or even the running back, Jonathan Taylor. Right, he, he was the 10th best running back with an 81 grade. Then the next year, 2021, he was the number one running back in football with an 87 grade. Last year, he was 45th. So there's a lot of talent here. They just lost it. And I don't know if it was just the situation with 
Matt Ryan and everybody just lost hope or I, I, I have no idea, but things certainly spiraled. And it wasn't just last year, like two years ago, which I think was the Philip Rivers year with, with Anthony Nelson. Like what happened to you? I don't know. But, but, but this is a team kind of similar to the Packers where if they can hit, hit their peak, peak Bernard, like Raymond does it again. Nelson goes back to being a top guy. Uh, Ryan Kelly goes back to being a solid center. Braden Smith stays on top. Jonathan Taylor is, a, again, a top receiver, uh, running back. Then you've got some pretty young, potentially talented guys. Um, Michael Pittman, from year one to year two, went from a 63 to a 78. Like He went from the 96th best wide receiver to the 20th best wide receiver, and then he kind of took a step back. If he can go back to being 20th, that's great. Then you got Alec Pierce. He had a poor rookie season on a pretty bad team, but he's, I mean, he's solid, right? That's that's little Jordy right there. Can he take a step in year two, right? So, I mean, the, the hard part is Richardson is such a unique guy. The offensive line and the wide receivers, everything has to change, right? We're talking about a guy that moves around a lot, not this statue in the pocket like they've had, and that can be harder for an offensive line. You know, usually your job is just just block him for like two and a half seconds. After that, it's his problem. But when you don't even know where your quarterback is, it, it can kind of complicate things. It can make things easier, but it can complicate things. So they, they've got a tall task in front of them, but I think they've got a really good team if they can figure it out. Richardson is a scary dude. He's got a strong arm, and he is, as far as like mobile quarterbacks go, he's the scariest mobile quarterback in the NFL. Just beyond stupid how scary he is. And again, elite running back some good wide receiver options if they can figure out how to get them at their peak as opposed to continuing this downward slide. If they continue their downward slide, it's a subpar offensive line with bad wide receivers, a super mid running back, no tight ends, and a terrible quarterback. Again, it it reminds me of the Packers. Like if, If you just continue to underperform, you're just a bad team. But if you can get back to being awesome, then you're awesome. Freaking Shaq Leonard. Dude is one of the best linebackers in football. Now, he was out last year. It looks like he played three games, maybe. Uh, more like two games all year. But you get that dude back, he's a good linebacker. Kenny Moore, I mean, he, he was two years ago, two and three years ago, he was a solid cornerback, 15th and 16th rank. But then in 2021, he took a step back. 2022, another step back. Like, everybody's just falling apart at the seams. And he's, he's 29, you know, which means he was 27 when his descent started. So anyways, I don't want to make this a big Colts thing, but you're, you're right. I mean, there's, and this is also why it's hard to project. It's like, well, Colts are trash and the Packers are this and the Bears are this. And it's like, well, I don't know. You never know. You know, this is, this is how teams that you don't suspect end up being good because you forget that they've got some stuff or, or they don't have anything, but some guys break out or whatever. Like, you know, the Bears could do if Fields takes a step and Moore is just back to what he was. You know, then the Bears are going to be great and that's going to suck. Packers could be terrible. They could also be awesome. I mean, there's a lot of uh, a lot of factors. But, no, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's going to be a fun game. And, and, again, I'm glad it's early because even if week one is a disaster for both of those teams, there's, it's still going to be massively hyped. If this was like week 16, which I'm sure the schedule makers, you know, kind of wanted to do this on purpose. Two teams likely to get uh, quarterbacks and whatnot. But if this was late in the season and both these guys suck, then nobody would care. But imagine, is, and is that a is that going to be a, I wonder what time is that supposed to be at? No, it's just a noon game. See, I, I think that that should be flexed, bro. <laughs> but the point is, imagine how, how weird that is, that there's so much interest in that game. That's crazy. Hey, Ryan, it's A.A. Ron from Eau Claire. Hey. 
Um, I wanted to... You know what? I just realized we need to take a break. I'm sorry. Sometimes I do that. My bad. Uh, why don't we take a quick break? We'll be right back and see what Aaron's got to say. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Piggyback off of the Colin Cowherd discussion again. Um, And also just the national media in general. So one thing that's always really irritated me is how certain players and certain people just seem to be like embedded in in these national media opinions as it's like you can never criticize them. You can never go wrong with them. Um, And then certain other people, it's like they could prove with statistics, with real actual results that they're good and no one gives them credit. So for example, um, for example, Sean McVay, you know, he had some successful seasons in LA and then last year was uh, a horrible season and nobody really criticizes them. They just find all these reasons that, uh, that it was all these other reasons. Uh, Kyle Shanahan is another one that, and it seems like the 49ers, no matter what happens, everyone always is just like, oh, they're the best team in the NFL. They're the best team in the NFL. Even if they're like four and six or something, yeah. and you're like, well, what, why are they past criticism? Why are they beyond criticism? Right. Um, and, What's funny about the, you know, it seems like Colin Cowherd, and he's not the only one, but Colin Cowherd in particular will latch on to people like Russell Wilson was his guys. Like Russell Wilson, he's the best quarterback in the NFL for a while. 
And, uh, and of course, then when he went to Denver and stunk it up, that changed the narrative. And I think he was scrambling to figure out how to salvage that take. Um, but another funny thing was last uh, season when the 49ers had another meltdown in the playoffs and uh, everyone was like, well, they didn't have a quarterback. And all I've ever heard about Kyle Shanahan was that no matter who plays quarterback, they should be able to, to win. And they're such a good team, and the scheme opens up players, and it's all about the short yardage and the players. It, honestly, like whoever was back there at quarterback, shouldn't, shouldn't they have played better than they did? Um, but Kyle Shanahan will never get credit or will never get criticism for that. Matt LaFleur will always get criticized for everything and never get the credit for turning around Rodgers' career. And so it's, it's that sort of thing where it's just like this constant, it's like whatever your first impression was, exactly. that's what it's going to be. Yep. Yeah, that was, that was he got cut off there, but that was exactly the point I was going to make. I think what a lot of people do is we make up our minds really fast and we do it based on almost no information. And we completely dig ourselves in. We see this all the time. It, it happens in sports. It happens very much what we've been talking about this whole time, right? Whenever we come to a decision, a lot of times the decision we come to is whatever we've been told to come to. And so everybody's been told that Kyle Shanahan is maybe the greatest coach in football. Now, he might be. I, I think I think it's pretty well established. I don't know that he's a very good play caller. Um, just from what I saw with the Brock Purdy thing, um, when I watched the Brock Purdy breakdown by Kurt Warner, they showed, you know, he did a pretty good job, but everybody was wide open, and they were wide open 20 yards down the field, which is, you know, it's hard to get people open, but when you're consistently running essentially one concept and it's getting a guy open 20 yards down the field all the time, I mean, obviously that's a desirable thing for all teams, and not everybody's able to to do that. But you're right. I mean, you, you shouldn't be immune to scrutiny, especially since we should acknowledge that things change, right? Sean McVay came in and he did a thing and the thing was successful and it doesn't seem to be successful. Now, maybe it's just that the players are not as good anymore, or maybe it's just the NFL is kind of moving in a new direction and he's kind of a one-trick pony. And now that the NFL has kind of shifted, he doesn't know how to adapt. I don't know. But the point is we're not, we're, we're, we're really not very good as human beings or as Americans or whatever the situation is, I'm not entirely sure, but from what I've noticed from human interaction and even with myself is we're not very good at being open to learning things and changing our mind. We're very, very good at pretending that we're experts at everything that we, we know that we know nothing about. I mean, it's part of the reason I have a podcast, right? I try to do my best to remind myself and to let everybody know, like, I'm, I'm not an expert, I'm not some super genius. These are just kind of my opinions and my thoughts on things. And I try my best to think through things and keep an open mind. And if I change my mind, I tell you. But it, I mean, it's something you have to actively work on. It's not like that's the, the standard. You have to keep reminding yourself like, well, you, you know, you, you don't know as much as these people and those people and they could be right and you could be wrong and, you know, whatever. But that's just not what we deal with on a, on a daily basis. It's, it, and it's not just football. I mean, it's everything. Anybody posts some kind of a scientific thing on whether it has to do with COVID or climate change or bird migration. It doesn't matter what it is. As long as it's a hot-button topic, flat earth, I don't care what it is, something to get the people riled up. Somebody will post like a scientific paper. doesn't matter what side it's on. And immediately it's, you're an idiot. You didn't even look at it. How do you know? Going into it with skepticism is fine. Dismissing it before you even read it, because you've made up your mind a long time ago, 
and probably have yet to even look at anything, aside from maybe one or two things that confirms what you already chose to believe prior to getting to the point where you believe it. I mean, come on, man. You want to know why social media fights feel like you're in third grade? Because if you're not willing to take in information and change your mind, you can't grow. And so you are dealing with people that probably have a third grade intellect because they haven't grown since elementary school, which is unfortunate, but it kind of makes sense considering we have a school system that just tells you what to think and not how to think. So nobody knows how to think. And a bunch of people that don't know how to think have decided that they know how to think. And the way that they think is to draw conclusions without investigating anything. So yeah, we're, we're doing great here. Joe, what's going on, man? Hey, Ryan. Hey. Joe. Hey, Joe. The janitor. The janitor. Um, I just want to say I'm a truther. Yeah, I know. I got you. Anyway, um, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Well, back from Boston from the roof job with that temp agency. All right. I don't have any work for me left, so I guess, uh, we can play the wait and see game. I guess. Um, so, you know, got to stay off. I've been away for a few. Uh, they had me up in a hotel, obviously, you know, so uh, gave me some money for food. And it was all right. The roof job was horrible, um, especially the people I was working with. But what are you going to do? Can't pick them all. Um, but, yeah, sitting back, pounded down some Paps Blues, listening to the podcast. And I just wanted to call and say that I, uh, I, I truly now hate Colin Coward. Um, okay. That's pretty much what I wanted to say. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I got a good buzz going, so I don't want to ruin it. Uh, I'll talk to you later. Shalom. Well, as always, appreciate the update, Joe. Have a good day. Hey, uh, it's Jimmy. I've got a, a question for the other callers, actually. Okay. Uh, so, sorry, Ryan, this one isn't for you, but fair uh, enough, I guess. Do you ever? I listen to a ton, a ton of podcasts, and I found myself recently wanting to pause those podcasts so I can call in and react because I've been listening to so much <laughs> dang uh, Packernet After Dark that it's becoming like I expect other podcasts to have uh, an option to call it. Uh, <laughs> so since I can't do that, I'm calling you to tell you about it and see if uh, other people have had that experience. Kind of frustrating, actually. I got a lot of really good thoughts, I think, and I would like to share them. So thank you, Ryan, for giving me the forum to uh, to share them. Uh, go Packo. That is actually kind of cool. I didn't really consider that. This was just sort of a an idea just where you guys could share your thoughts or whatever, but it, it is kind of like a, a cool feature of the podcast that no other podcast has where you can listen to it and then react, not just by yourself, which I usually do, I, and I'm constantly pausing podcasts, but what I do is I'll pause it and then I'll pace back and forth in my kitchen, just angrily saying things to myself, like fleshing these ideas out. And then when I have the opportunity, I go downstairs, I start the podcast, and then I'm like, all right, listen, somebody said this, and I got to get this off my chest. But um, I, I, I guess in that sense, I kind of know where you're coming from. But no, that's cool, man. I'm, I'm, I, I kind of thought about it, but I didn't really think about it in that exact sense of having like a special feature where you can not only rant and give your opinions, like a comment section, you can talk directly to me and get clarification or whatever it is about something that I said or whatever. So, yeah, it's all good, man. What's going on, Steve in Alaska? Hey, Ryan, Steve up in Alaska. What's Here up? Right. Give in a call and fill up a little bit of air time for you. So I felt like talking. So uh, I got done listening to uh, what would have been the Thursday show. What is, no, not Thursday, Tuesday show, I think it would be. And uh, a fellow called in. 
Father J. Stephanie was kind of quietly bitching about what his wife bought him because she got him that hoodie with no sleeves, which I agree makes no sense. It's it's very Bill Belichick, which I always thought that was a stupid look anyway. Yeah. But I, I understand how he feels. Um, I have an aunt who regularly sends me, you know, birthday or Christmas presents, and she sends me back or stuff, which is great. But it's always the most god-awful stuff. It's just ugly. It, I mean, makes me, she, like, would dress me like I'm a 70-year-old married man with a wife wearing the exact same stupid, ugly outfit. I know you know what kind of people I'm talking about. So, yeah, I, I'm with them. It, you know, people that don't know what to buy you for clothes, and then you, you kind of stuck wearing it because, you know, it is Packer stuff, and you want them not to feel like you hate it, even though you really don't like it at all. Um, other thing, I want to jump chime in with the whole breakfast food thing. I'm a fan of breakfast food, but I think breakfast food can be eaten any time of the day. Agreed. I, you know, I don't specifically think breakfast is breakfast food, you know, a breakfast thing. I mean, you can make burritos for breakfast. Steak? Yeah, steak for breakfast. Who has ever had steak and eggs, but you can have steak and Bro, burritos for breakfast and pancakes for dinner? I'm in. Eggs for dinner, too. Um, but yeah, you know, you got to watch how much you eat. I, uh, when I worked offshore and it wasn't really a breakfast thing, it was more lunch, but we go in for lunch on some of those boats and, oh my goodness, it had these huge baked potatoes and porterhouse steaks and all the super heavy food. And you're like, man, it's, you know, it's 85 degrees out there, 90% humidity and there is no shade. And you want to, <laughs> you want me to eat three pounds of food before I go back out to work? In half an hour? Actually, no, they usually gave us about 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Just ridiculous kind of that they gave us, man. Oh, dude, way too heavy. So I myself am making myself learn to eat lighter, you know, which is tricky because I'm food service and I work in food and you kind of graze a lot through the course of the day. Uh, but the Packer thing that I'm calling about, I haven't heard anybody else mention it. It's- all right, let me pause you because you've gone through a couple of things. First of all, I... I sympathize with your position. I can't really relate. I don't know. I'm trying to think like what an ugly, terrible Packers thing would look like, and I'm not entirely sure. I don't know. It's probably the stuff that I wear, I guess, because I don't really know. If you don't know, then that means you're wearing it. Uh, <laughs> uh, and yeah, again, I, I understand the idea of eating too much and then being weighed down. I don't really understand the idea of the kinds of food weigh you down. For example, I was thinking about it before. When I did landscaping or whatever, I was like, I don't know if I ate heavy stuff. And then I thought about it. We always, like, stopped at McDonald's for lunch. And so I'm getting burgers and, and stuff. And, I mean, that was common. Culver's, whatever. You're always just getting a, a burger and fries and, and a large Coke. And then you go out and do manual labor. So I didn't notice any problem with that. I knew I was starving. And then I ate. And then I went back to work. So I don't know. If, if there's some kind of a, a thing with grease weighing you down, I I didn't really notice it. Um but that could just be a younger man thing, you know, when you're 22 years old and you eat a couple cheeseburgers and then go work, it's not going to really negatively affect you. And if I tried that today, maybe I would notice it more because I'm starting to notice that all the stuff when I was younger, I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Now, when I do it, it's like, okay, yep, nope, can't do that anymore. I'm hurting myself. Like I said, I was curled up in a ball because of stomach pain the other day because, you know, apparently I'm a freaking sensitive, broke down old body now. And I got to be delicate with it. It's so stupid. Um, but yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't see any issue with what you're eating. The only thing I can't do is if it's just pure carbs and sugar and caffeine. And I've mentioned that before. That, that I've noticed is a serious problem. And it's easy to do. You wake up and there's some donuts sitting there and you're in a rush. So you grab a cup of coffee and a donut. 
and you head out the door and then you come into work and they've got donuts and I'm like, oh, I guess I'll have a second donut. I don't know. And I, I literally, like if, if for whatever reason, maybe I have freaking diabetes. I have no idea what the problem is. But if I just eat carbs, sugar, and caffeine by about 10 o'clock, I'm shaking. And I, the, the only thing is I'm, I'm ravenously hungry. Like my body's telling me you need to eat immediately. And so I just eat massive amounts of things. I, I used to do that when I did, uh, I was doing one meal a day and it was, it was extreme. I, I lost 30 pounds in 30 days, but there were some days where it's like, I would just start shaking and I'm like, all right, I got to go eat. Like, I, it's just today we're breaking the diet. Cause I feel like I'm going to have to black out and go to the hospital here if I don't do something. So I don't know, man, I, it's freaking old man stuff. All these things are happening. I'm like, why is this happening? And then I'm realizing, oh wait, my dad always had these kinds of issues. I think it's just a thing I'm going to deal with the rest of my life. That sucks. Whatever. Anyways, what is the Packer thing you're calling about? I haven't heard anybody else mention it. It's something that's kind of gotten me, and it has to do with the schedule. Um, okay. How do you feel about the fact that we have two Thursday night games, and they're both against the Lions? Mm. I don't necessarily like the fact that we haven't played well against the Lions here in the last two, three years, and now we have two Thursday games against them in one season. So I'd like to know what your opinion is on that. But other than that... Well, I'm actually glad you asked because that's my plan for the next podcast, not probably the next one you hear, but two podcasts from now. I want to go through our schedule. I want to look at some of our opponents. I want to look at the dates and times. And I don't know. I mean, it, it it's hard because you, you can obviously look at it in different ways. I mean, the, the, the easiest is just, just to say that it negatively affects us both the same way. I mean, there may be some difference. Somebody had a noon game and somebody played on Monday or whatever, but it's a shortened week for both teams. And usually, I don't think they do Monday to Thursday. So it, it could be like a Sunday afternoon and a Sunday morning. I don't know. Or if it's after a bye week, then somebody's just getting completely screwed. But I, I guess kind of the conflicting thoughts I have is, I mean, it works negatively against us if we assume that we're going to be worse in those situations. And I, I think that's fair. I think the Packers have done a bad job of, you know, the, the, if I had a, a big knock on Matt LaFleur, it's making sure the guys are ready, which is unfortunate. However, it's possible that this new team, one of the benefits is that they could be better at those kinds of things. And there's two reasons why I say that. I'm not saying I'm predicting it. I'm just saying it's something to think about. Number one is motivation. I think we have a new group of guys, and although it's still some of the same guys that were there that probably weren't making the right decisions before, um, when I look at the guys, I think Jair, I think Rashawn, I think Romeo, I think Jordan, I think uh, Christian, um, you know, there's certain guys that you know that their main focus is being really, really good at football. And so hopefully, maybe they're a little bit more focused on preparation and less focused on not being prepared. Usually this has to do with like bye weeks or extended periods of time, but just let's just say in general. The other real big benefit, though, I think is the youth. Like I was just talking about it. it when you're a young man, you don't need as much time to recover. I mean, think about Mercedes Lewis. They almost never made him practice because he just needed all that extra rest. I think they were doing that with Rodgers and, and a lot of the, I mean, they literally have veteran rest days because veterans need more rest. Well, if you have one of the youngest teams in football, you have a team that needs on aggregate less rest to be ready. No, I mean, all of this is kind of flimsy, but it really just comes down to who is this going to negatively affect more. And whereas I would generally assume the Packers, because I just don't trust them on any non-scheduled, like, you give me Lambeau Field Sunday at noon, I feel confident. Anything else, I'm like, eh, I don't know. I mean, I guess Sunday night, you know, Rodgers was always lights out and like primetime kind of stuff. But I don't know. It, it just seems like since Matt got here, it's been a lot of good things, but I just don't trust the Packers with weird schedules after bye weeks and, and all this different stuff. Like I just, I have a, a healthy skepticism. And um, so I don't know. I don't know. But, but that is, that would be the one thing that I would keep in mind is less rest 
is going to benefit the Green Bay Packers more so than a more veteran team. Now, the Lions, I don't think, are necessarily that old of a team. I'm trying to think of the guys that they got. At the very least, their core players, like Amon Ra is young. I mean, Jared Goff is quite a bit older, but um, you know, their backfield is young. Their offensive line, I think, is mostly relatively young. I mean, you've got a couple guys maybe pushing 30, Vitae maybe. Who else do they have over there? I mean, Aiden Hutchinson, their pass rusher. I'm sure they got some veterans on the team, no no doubt about it, but I don't know. I, don't, I, I haven't put a ton of thought into it, so you're, you're jumping the gun on me a little bit, but that is my goal. Um, basically, as soon as I stop recording this, if I have time, I'm going to jump on and, and uh, record the next podcast, which is going to be a look at the schedule. I don't know how deep I want to get into it. We'll kind of feel that out as I get started. It's kind of hard to tell how long-winded I'm going to be when stuff starts, but um, anyways, that's that, that's the only thing off the top of my dome that comes to mind immediately anyways i think i'll leave you fine folks at that uh have a good day we are actually starting to get caught up a little bit um we've been stuck in like the 80s and 90s for a long time we're down to 55 so uh the calls are obviously coming in significantly slower than i'm able to crank them out which is a good thing but i'm also kind of worried that in a week we're going to be out of calls probably won't be the case but i know we're in the dead season so um I know some of you are probably discouraged to call because we're so backlogged. I get it. That's fine. I'm just letting you know we're, we're for the first time in a couple weeks, probably actually gaining ground. But anyways, you guys have a fantastic rest of your day. Uh, I hope you had a, well, had or are having a good 4th of July. I suppose this is probably coming out around the time the fireworks are wrapping up. So maybe you can listen to it on the way home from fireworks. There you go. But uh, have a good rest of your night. Please be safe. If you're in your car behind the steering wheel after having some drinks, please stop. Stop, pull over, have somebody else drive you, call a cab. I don't care what you got to do. Don't do that. But anyways, have a great day. Talk to you later. Bye.